Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, September 19th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. Washington State AD Pat Chun joins the Mercury News' John Wilner and John Canzano.com's eponym to discuss the Pac-12's dissolution and the next steps for WSU and Oregon State. Chun notes that while there was no singular event that led to the end of the Pac-12 as we know it, there was a series of missed opportunities. Obviously, the league was aggressive, in adding Utah and Colorado, and then for whatever reason the aggression stopped and the league ultimately did nothing after that and sat back and watched the Pac-12 networks underperform and watched the TV market change and a failure to pivot from strategy. And you found obviously disgruntled membership as college athletics was changing before our eyes. As for the difficulties in securing the financial figures from the Pac-12, Chun remarks, it's really one of the more odd responses and in a whole year and a half or two years of odd responses. You're also talking to, you know, the majority of our schools, I mean really with the exception of USC and Stanford everyone else is a public institution, so transparency is the norm. At all of our institutions when information is requested we're obligated to give it. This is going to have to be remedied over time because we do need that information to make informed decisions and, like I said, it's just one of the many odd responses from a conference that has now over a decade of these types of responses. Arkansas AD Hunter Juracek says ESPN analyst Jay Billis hasn't taken him up on his offer to come to Fayetteville for a look at the Razorbacks' finances. I think my son told me he did respond, on Twitter, but he hasn't taken me up on this offer. I don't have anything against Jay Billis personally, but I want Jay Billis professionally or any member of the media to be well informed about college athletics because that's where I think we have fallen short as directors of athletics is telling our story and being very transparent about where this money goes. We have a $150 million budget and about $40 million of that is in payroll expenses. So, there's $110 million that we reinvest into the lives of our student-athletes, whether that's scholarships, whether that's meals, whether that's travel, whether that's equipment, whatever the case may be. Every team has their own athletic trainer, their own strength and conditioning coach, they have mental health professionals, we have an incredible team of doctors that we pay all their medical expenses from UAMS. There's not anything our student-athletes need, but if we have to start revenue-sharing in college athletics, you know what we're going to pull back on? It's the services that we provide to our student-athletes like the mental health professionals, like the food, like the way they travel, like the equipment that we get. So, we can share revenue with student-athletes, but in the end that's going to hurt the student-athletes' collegiate experience, and I just want Jay Billis and other members of the media who don't understand that to better understand that so they can help us with our narrative. Billis responds, via Twitter, please listen to this, the standard NCA argument, we unilaterally limit athlete compensation, and athletes get more as a result. Respectfully, that's nonsensical. The highest athletic department expenses are paid to the school. Does the NCAA limit employee pay based upon healthcare, parking, or other benefits? No. Coaches and ADs fly on the same planes, wear the same gear, use the same facilities, yet take no pay limit. It's a rationalization so they don't have to pay athletes, nothing more. It's nonsense. Hampton AD Anthony Henderson clarifies that transfer student-athletes are those most impacted by the eligibility issues announced last week and says, We are very optimistic that the majority of the affected student-athletes will be cleared to return to compete this fall. Cross-country, women's soccer, volleyball and football are the programs that have been impacted to date, and Henderson notes, even with just a question, we will not take the chance of playing that individual out of an abundance of caution and doing what is best for the success of the program moving forward. 
Baylor has settled Title IX lawsuits with 15 women who say they were sexually assaulted while students at the university. Baylor assistant, VP for Media Relations Lori Fogelman stating, while we can never erase the reprehensible acts of the past, we pray that this agreement will allow these 15 survivors to move forward in a supportive manner. Terms of the settlements remain private. College AD reports Washington Deputy AD for External Relations Jay Hill Brands will join outgoing Huskies AD Jen Cohen at USC. According to the Trojan Staff Directory, former UW CFO Jason Capodoro is now Deputy AD and CEO for the Trojans. College AD also notes there may be more Huskies who follow Cohen to Los Angeles. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Tuesday, September 19th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.